SCP-6096 The Guest Object Class Keter Special Containment Procedures Containment of SCP-6096 is to be handled directly by Mobile Task Force Zeta-29 Blood Brothers. SCP-6096 is to be detained in a standard humanoid containment chamber located at Site-19. On-site personnel are to consistently monitor SCP-6096's chamber via video and audio recording devices. Any changes in behavior are to be immediately logged. SCP-6096 is to be released from containment whenever it desires. During an off-site excursion, SCP-6096 is to be escorted directly to its destination by Mobile Task Force Zeta-29 using whatever mode of transport is most convenient. A secondary team are to move ahead of this main escort group and preemptively dose the target with a high-grade tranquilizer so as to ensure unconsciousness. Once SCP-6096 has successfully terminated the civilian in question, it is to be invited back into containment. Description SCP-6096 is an entity, presumably humanoid in shape, the body of which is perpetually concealed underneath a large cotton sheet. Due to the presence of this sheet, a full physical description of SCP-1696 is not possible. Superficial analysis of the entity, however, indicates that SCP-1696 is 1.55 meters tall and weighs approximately 48 kilograms. The sheet covering SCP-1696 is larger than the actual body and typically trails at least a meter behind it when it is mobile. Personnel have been unable to attempt to remove this sheet in order to obtain a more accurate description. No living being can consciously take an action which would result in harm coming to SCP-6096. An action which would result in harm coming to SCP-6096 is a broad category and has been observed to consist of acts following. Attempting to attack SCP-6096. Attempting to order others to attack SCP-6096. Attempting to trick others into unknowingly attacking SCP-6096. Attempting to lay a trap for SCP-6096. Attempting to order others to lay a trap for SCP-6096. Attempting to trick others into unknowingly laying a trap for SCP-6096. Attempting to create a device which would independently and automatically cause harm to SCP-6096. Attempting to leave SCP-6096's presence when doing so would expose the entity to harm. Attempting to self-terminate if said self-termination would result in negative repercussions for SCP-6096. Attempting to remove SCP-6096's sheet. SCP-6096 is usually docile, allowing itself to be led into containment so long as said relocation would not result in harm coming to it. At periodic intervals, however, SCP-6096 will become active and independently mobile, persistently moving at walking speed towards a target. In all observed cases, this target has been a human being selected at random from the population of the planet Earth. Any individual who observes SCP-6096 during an active period will gain an instant awareness of the identity of the current target, along with their location. Additionally, they will find themselves compelled to aid SCP-1696 in reaching and securing its target. Evidence suggests that SCP-1696's target alone is exempt from its main anomalous property. They are able to take actions which could cause harm to SCP-1696. To date, however, 
none have been successful in doing so, usually due to the unwilling efforts of the entourage SCP-6096 inevitably accumulates during its journey to the target. When SCP-6096 physically reaches the target, it will subsume them underneath its cotton sheet. In cases where the victim is conscious, they can be seen and heard struggling against SCP-6096 underneath the sheet for a period ranging from 20 to 40 minutes, after which they will disappear entirely. The cries of distress emitted by these victims suggest that the process is extremely painful. Following acquisition of its victim, SCP-6096 will return to a docile state. Addendum 6096-1 Initial Containment SCP-6096 first came to the attention of the Foundation on September 12, 2018, when police in the town of Durnham, New Mexico, were called to the home of the local Malian family. The parents of the family, Samuel and Amanda Malian, claimed that SCP-6096 had entered their home and caused their 16-year-old son, Desmond Malian, to vanish. SCP-6096 was still present at the home when police arrived, and when authorities subsequently found themselves physically unable to remove the sheet covering it, agents embedded in the regional government alerted the Foundation and brought the entity into initial containment. The household of the Malian family was equipped with several cameras for home security purposes, and so the arrival of SCP-1696 was also captured on film. The following is a transcribed log of the relevant portions of this footage. Begin Log the Malian family is sat on the couch in their living room, facing the television. Samuel and Amanda Malian are actively watching television, while Desmond Malian is scrolling on his phone. The sound of a car pulling in can be heard. This is believed to be Drake Elian, a local taxi driver, dropping SCP-1696 off outside the house. Several seconds later, Samuel Malian nudges his wife and points towards the out-of-shot window. Amanda. What? Samuel. You see that? See what? I don't... Oh, <laughs> Yeah, you see? Is that a Halloween thing? We're closer to Christmas, aren't we? It's coming over. That's... Oh, it's... It wants... Oh. Oh. Amanda reaches over and grabs Desmond's arm tightly. He looks up from his phone. Desmond. Hmm? What's up? I'm doing stuff. Nothing, honey. Just, uh, just stay here, okay? Just stay with me. Oh, no. No, no, no. SCP-1696 is barely audible as it gently knocks on the front door. I'll get it. Samuel Shakely gets up from the couch and moves over to the front door. He opens it and SCP-1696 enters. <laughs> the hell? Is that Kimmy? Footnote 1. A younger relative. What's she all dressed up for? Desmond attempts to pull Arm away. Hey, could you let me go? You're... you're kind of hurting me. Amanda begins whimpering. That's fine, honey. I'm... I'm sorry, honey. It's just... don't... don't move. And it'll be fine. I only hurt your arm when you're trying to pull away. That's just... As SCP-1696 approaches, Samuel moves ahead of it and grabs Desmond's other arm holding him against the couch. That's just fine. You just stay still, honey. You just close your eyes. It won't hurt if you just close your eyes. I love you. I love you, okay? Honey? Okay? Desmond attempts to break free, but is unable. 
He kicks his legs wildly in the air. His phone slips off the arm of the couch and falls into the carpet. What are you? I'm serious. Let go of me. Just stay still, son. Just stay still. It won't, it won't hurt for long. It can't hurt for long. Stay strong. Stay strong for me. You're gonna break my fucking arm. SCP-1696 reaches Desmond and begins to subsume him, feet first under the cotton sheet. Amanda and Samuel watch, mouths open, as Desmond is fully dragged under the sheet, visibly struggling. It appears that they are attempting to scream, but are unable. Desmond begins to loudly scream, and violent thrashing can be seen under the sheet. This continues for 36 minutes. Once Desmond is completely vanished, SCP-1696 returns to a docile state. It wraps itself in the cotton sheet and sits down on the carpet facing the television. Samuel collapses to the floor and curls up into the fetal position, seemingly in a state of shock. Amanda staggers backwards to the far wall, continuing to face SCP-1696, and calls emergency services on her cell phone. All parties remain in the same positions, save for Samuel's occasional rocking, until police arrive. End log. All immediate witnesses were dosed with Class A amnestics, and a cover story for the disappearance of Desmond Malian was produced. It is currently unknown how long SCP-1696 was operating prior to this event, if at all. Addendum. 1696-2. Welcome notice. And there you have it. Welcome to Mobile Task Force Zeta-29. The booze is under the sink. No need to worry about professionalism down here. The higher-ups couldn't demote me if they wanted to. Apparently my presence as the head of SCP-1696 containment is beneficial enough to it that me being reassigned would count as harming it. Lucky me. You're probably wondering how we can be shameless enough to say that we have this thing under containment. It comes and goes whenever it feels like, and if it ever decided it didn't want to come back to its containment cell, we have literally no way of forcing it. And yeah, you're probably also thinking that calling that room a containment chamber instead of a hotel room is just as shameful. To that I say, you're absolutely right. There's nothing we can do against SCP-1696. Feel free to take a drink until you're able to accept that. Don't hold back. You're going to become very familiar with that bottle anyway. I know I did. The first time I had to hold the door to a maternity ward open for this thing. The idea of containing SCP-1696 is a bad joke. We all decided a long time ago that the only way out of this nightmare is liquidation, decommissioning, neutralization, whatever you want to call it. But that's no walk in the park either. I've stood in that chamber for hours, gun pointed at 1696's head, screaming at my finger just to tighten slightly. Didn't work. You can't harm 1696, no matter how much you want to. You can't even try to start a Rube Goldberg kind of thing to eventually harm SCP-1696. It's just a fact of the world. Maybe a semiohazard or whatever it's called. The way I see it, there are three main ways out of this nightmare. Another organization, maybe the Global Occult Coalition, takes a shot at it without realizing what they're dealing with. Maybe they think we're transporting something much more dangerous. Maybe they think we're in over our heads with it. They want to take it out with a drone or something. 
blow the thing to hell while we're transporting it. A bomb would kill it easy, I think. It feels weak. This would only work so long as the GOC thinks they're bombing something else entirely. If they knew it was SCP-696, they'd just be contained too. An AIC deals with it. I don't know if an artificial intelligence is immune to SCP-6096's effects, but the fact that it won't let me tell one of them about it gives me hope. Maybe one day one of those computers gets a mission, and maybe that mission, by complete coincidence, happens to lead them over to this file. Then they use their superior intelligence to set things up, so 6096 runs into an accident out of the blue. A target gets lucky. Maybe 6096 goes after a gun nut, and the poor guy gets a lucky shot in before we can hold him down. This almost happened once, but Lopez tucked the bullet. Poor guy bled out when we were holding the target down for 6096. Maybe it'll happen again. Go better. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Let's be honest. These scenarios aren't scenarios. They're fantasies. The odds of any of those things happening on their own are tiny, minuscule. The only thing they can really do 1696 in, as far as I can see, is sheer coincidence. In the end, all we can do is wait and hope. Hope for one of us to make a genuine mistake that gets the right dominoes falling. But I wouldn't hold your breath. After all, we're so fucking good at what we do. Charlie Szymanski, Commander of Mobile Task Force Zeta-29, Blood Brothers. Thank you for listening to SCP-6096. If you enjoyed this SCP, please like and subscribe, and follow the link in the description of the SCP Wiki, and vote to support it and the SCP Wiki as a whole.